Hey now, I'm now a big wave Billy, and I'm here in Lahaina, and you're listening to the Titus and Tate Podcast, where all the information you'll ever need is at your earbuds. Here we go. Shine on, heal on, hear on, learn on, play on, carry on, Maui on, Titus and Tate on. Let's go. My God, what an intro that wow. is. How did, how did that come about, Dave? I, uh, I don't know how that came about. I just know that we were staying there. We, we, as you know, Titus and Tate, we've been taking Maui all week, right? So we were standing there. We're waiting to go on the roof. And if you've checked out the video, it's probably live now. Go check it out, Maui Invitation on YouTube. Uh, we were waiting to get on the roof. Bill Walton is sitting there. He's watching Georgia and Chaminade warm up. There's no one really in the gym. And you look at me and you go, Bill Walton's right over there. Grab the microphone. Go talk to him. Yeah. Of course. Why, why not? Offer him, offer him a little weed and see if he'll do whatever we ask him to. He said, I'm good. I already got mine. Uh, <laughs> I got my own strain. Don't worry. Uh, and so that whole thing kind of came about. I went up to Bill Walton. And I said, you know, first, you're my hero. He looked at me like a, a crazy person. And then second off, I was, you know, telling him about the podcast. He asked, first question he says is, is it porn? <laughs> And uh, I, I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't. I guess wasn't, I looked like one of those legitimate. guys. I guess based on the shirt and the aesthetic. I should say, great idea. We should start a porn <laughs> podcast. Well, maybe listen to Bill Simmons' podcast when, when uh, Bill said I was going to. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, Bill Wallen does that. And we have a nice little back and forth, and we appreciate him doing the promo. We, we know he doesn't know what Titus and Tate the he podcast no is. No. But you, the listeners, friends of the program, you understand right. what this means to us. And I, I'm, it's a big I'm just deal. jumping it's a huge with joy. Deal. Yes. We, we, obviously, we would love to have him on at some point, but um, it's like, he went on part of my take one time, and I, I listened to that, and mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, but it was also like my hesitant, like what makes me hesitant to have him on our podcast is that it, you don't even interview him. But I guess like what what let him let him be him. Like the the point is, we would offer him coming on to our podcast. We would offer nothing. Like mm-hmm. it would not be. It's not like we're going to ask him questions he never been asked before. What would happen is he would sit down. Mm-hmm. He would just be Bill Walton. Yes. We would sit there and we'd be like, "You're awesome mm-hmm. for." 20, 30 minutes, and then he'd, he'd be like, all right, that's enough, boys, and he'd get up and leave. And that, like, we wouldn't actually have an interview. We would just sit there and listen to him lecture us. Yes, and I was, you know, <laughs> there was an old saying, I think, that they used to say, maybe on the mainland in Kona, they used to say that you never want to meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, you do. You, you do. You Bill definitely Walton do. lives up to the hype. <laughs> you and, definitely uh, do. So much so that I, even when, as I was walking up, I told uh, a friend of ours, when who's helping to shoot all this stuff, he was like, what, he doesn't know much about Bill Walton. He's like, what is Bill Walton? What, what is this <laughs> whole not, thing? Not even who is he? What, what, is, what, he? what is the idea of Bill Walton? I said, he's the kind of guy that in the middle of a basketball game, we'll start talking about the Galapagos Islands and Charles Darwin. We were just watching Chaminade, Georgia, and in passing, as sure I'm heading, all I hear is Charles Darwin <laughs> from Bill Walton, and I'm like, this man is a legend. We said uh, the the first podcast we did back, we said our goal is I want to be Jay Billis, yes. and you want to be Bill Walton. So yes. it like, makes total sense that we're here in Maui because those are the two guys calling all the games. Yes. And lo and behold, uh, you meet Bill Walton. You meet your hero. Coincidentally, mm. I'm walking on the beach the other day. Yes. I, I bump into Billis. And um, I guess this is a good time to plug. Uh, next Tuesday, yes. this coming Tuesday, I, yeah. I shouldn't say next. next Tuesday. Coming yeah. up, December it's 3rd. The, the, the Tuesday that is next, so I guess it's next Tuesday. Um, we are doing a live show Yes. in Durham before the North Carolina-Ohio State game the night before, December 3rd. Uh, we have already announced that Greg Oden will be there. Mm-hmm. We have already announced that Tyler Hansborough will be there. Um, and we said there was going to be more guests coming, and I can I can now, I, I, I have been cleared. Yes, you have been cleared. I've been cleared to say this. Yes. I talked to Billis on the beach about it. 
and I can confirm that he will not be there. Oh, <laughs> so, so much excitement! Yeah, right. Everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, uh, the, the, the illustrator in the building it might be like a docket situation though. Like when we did the live show in Bloomington, and we're like. Dockage is not here to get the biggest roar. Well, let's try that again. Let's just announce Dan Dockage. So also Tuesday, December 3rd, your favorite IU man himself, Dan yeah. Dockage, will be in the building. Will not be here. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to the point. Uh, yes. because we uh, we are uh, in Maui. We are in Maui. We just witnessed we we are we recording this. I like the timestamp, but just so people kind of feel like they're in the room with yes. us and kind of get it's a very space. like old like me we, we saw people were, you know writing the date lines out you know the beat room yeah, beat right. writers that's what i'm trying to do yes, i'm trying exactly. to give them an idea of where, my, Thompson where my head is at right now yes. uh it is six o'clock local time uh here in hawaii so you do the math it, it is in hawaii <laughs> it is a wednesday night we so we we what it, it finished a few hours ago mm-hmm. the 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 championship game of the maui invitational uh kansas comes out uh, uh as the champion uh wins in overtime Unbelievable game. Yes. Like there's no we we must have turned we were we were lucky enough to be sitting on press row. Um we must have turned so we're courtside for the game the entire time. We must have turned and looked at each other like 30 times and just been like, This game is insane. This mm-hmm. is so, so, so good. Even like the the mistakes that are being made were like fun mistakes. Yes. <laughs> I know what I mean by that. Yes. It was just like Dude, this is like an unbelievable basketball game, and I and I love to make fun of all the reporters who in November will tweet this feel. This has an NCAA tournament feel to it, mm-hmm. but I'm getting sucked into that trap so badly at, at watching this thing. So I was like, dude, this feels like they're playing for something more important than just uh, the Wayne Duke Trophy. And it isn't even a feeling more so than reality because even Bill Self act, after the game, you know, he's talking about you know Allen Fieldhouse, and he says to himself, hey. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but it, it's pretty loud in there. Like, you yeah. know, it's a big space in Allen Fieldhouse. We're used to loud noise, but nothing like this. And that was the Dayton fans, obviously, being insane. Yeah, the case. He said it was louder here than it is in Allen Fieldhouse, yeah, no. which is the loudest arena I've ever been in in my life. Exactly. And Bill Self was like, I don't know. This is kind of louder. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And, and so people were going crazy in the building, obviously. We had uh, the Anthony Grant uh, family up in the crowd that was yeah. getting the Dayton fans hyped the entire week. They're our uh, favorite people. Yes, Anthony they're... Grant's four children are our favorite people. Yes. That we, we didn't meet them, but like we kind of, you know, it feels like we did. We were we were working under <laughs> the guys that we didn't want to meet our heroes. Yeah. So we, at we, that point, so what we did instead of talking to them, we yes. just silently watched four children. From <laughs> wait, cut, wait, hold on. <laughs> Probably hey, cut that. Yeah, we'll take that out. Yeah, yeah, we'll get rid of that. Uh, but it's funny because I asked Anthony Grant at a press conference. I was like, you know, everyone keeps talking about the Dayton fans, but I'm pretty sure your son is the one that is leading the Dayton yeah. fans. Oh, and he was yeah. like, yes, they're having a great time. It's their first time in Maui. And I'm not excited for the credit card bill. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's just like, that makes you like Anthony Grant because he's just, I don't know. I mean, that whole team, there's fist pumps. There's there, there's a lot of contact. I remember Kevin Garnett used to always say, was like, I got to high five everybody. Yeah. I want to, you know, keep this thing together, keep us united. And I think Dayton kind of, that's how they all are. And Obi Toppin and Crutcher and all these guys, yeah. they kind of all stick together despite things going awry. I can't stress that enough. Um, I don't know how much... The, the the people listening want to read into this sort of stuff. Um, I'm not necessarily saying this is going to make Dayton the best team in the country or anything like that, but mm. uh, we are staying at their hotel and and just witnessing their interactions. And, and when they come, they, they all came uh, the other day after their game, um, after they beat Virginia Tech, yep. you and I were, were floating on these beanbags in the pool, <laughs> drinking pina coladas. Um, and the entire Dayton team comes and is like sitting by the pool and they have... And just the, you're, we're, so we were just sitting there 
drinking pina coladas, watching them all interact with each other for what well, was probably like 30, 40 minutes. We, we and they're all sitting together. And they're, they're all, all sitting talking together, to each other. dapping each other up, yes. talking like, yes. and just the camaraderie. Um, and, 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 and if you're listening, you might think, well, like, duh, that's a no brainer. Isn't that how all every team is? And no. to that I said, no, it's not. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Georgia is not doing that. I promise you. UCLA. <laughs> UCLA is, is not, not doing, doing that. that. I promise you. Um, so that, that definitely does stand out to me because they, 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 these guys seem to really, really, really love each other. And, and it, it reminds me of, uh, uh, Tony Bennett said this um, after they lost to UMBC. Um, mm. Said his dad used to always say, Dick Bennett used to always say, "Before you can win, uh, before you can win championships, you have to first learn how to lose with guys you love. Before you can win with guys, or something like that, you know." Yeah, Obviously, I butchered like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like you have to learn how to lose with guys you yes. love, and that's the big takeaway uh, I have from this Dayton experience at the Maui Invitational. Is like. It feels like Anthony Grant, Obi Toppin, on down the line. All these guys, they lost, but like they lost with guys they love, and mm-hmm. they're going to be better for it. And and it's really interesting because um, Kansas played their best game of the season. They yep. they won the Maui Invitational, and yet we the, all, all we've talked about to this point is Dayton. And I don't think we're alone in that. I think that was the big takeaway from this entire tournament. Is like, yeah, okay, sure, Kansas won, but mm-hmm. can we talk about Dayton and Obi Toppin? Oh my mm-hmm. God, where did these guys come from? And it does feel like one of those situations where everyone going into the tournament, we all wanted Izzo versus Self, the big mm. showdown, the, the the big programs kind of battling it out Maui. And Dayton was not an afterthought because you pointed out before the tournament you thought they had a real chance to make yeah. a run. and Make some noise. Yeah, they made some noise. <laughs> and as they were making noise and they were making this run, there was, I think they believed it more so than anyone else. And we yeah. even talked to, you know, the SID of Dayton. He's like, we weren't even picked to, to win the eighth. They were third. third. Yeah. yeah they and, picked third. Uh, yeah. So they have like a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, but they don't play with uh, an attitude about it. If that makes it like yeah. they, they still play whole, wholesome. Somehow, it's very wholesome and they together. They somehow are, have an underdog feel while at the same time thinking we can kick anybody's ass. Yes. Like they very thought they strange. deserved to win yeah. that game. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's, we talked about it after the game. We're like, if, it may have been a blessing for Dayton because if they do win the Maui Invitational, they get the full Maui bump. They're a top yeah, five team. Like third yeah, they the jump country. over, you know, Kansas and Michigan one, State. They yeah. had one vote. Uh, yes. Shout out Cecil Hurt, I think is the guy's name in yes. Alabama. Um, he They got one vote in the AP poll leading into this tournament. And then if they would have beat Kansas, I really think they would have been top five for hey. sure. They would have gone unranked to top the, the, the most unprecedented Maui bump of all time, but then they but, still might, honestly, yeah, yeah, they still might because <laughs> I think a lot of people in the world are basically the, the, the college basketball world, I should say, focus in on Dayton. They, they kind of fit the bill. And uh, we talked about this the other night, just with each other. I mean, last year there were only four teams that were number one in the nation. We've already had four different number ones, mm-hmm. and it's not even December yet. Yeah, and I think that's this is only November. John yeah, Rossi, this is only November. <laughs> Rossi's freaking out right now. Nobody knows who. Get your glyso. What, what is it? Glyso, glycerine pills. Glycogenerin. What yeah, else? Nitroglycerin. 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 Yeah, nitroglycerin. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a Christmas vacation reference from the great John Rossi. Uh, always <laughs> locked in on the pop culture, um, which we enjoy. And uh, I don't know if you look at this whole kind of just week uh, of storylines. We kept coming back to Dayton because even though Bill Self and, and the NCAA stuff may have been more juicy and, you know, we like to yeah. talk bags and things like that, it didn't take away from the, the joy that you saw yeah. with the Dayton fans and the Dayton team. It was a great college Grant basketball the family. game. Yeah, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, um, I I'm certainly seem to be more sentimental than you are with this stuff, but uh, we, we both have an uh, affinity for um, just environments like that where you have these fans that uh, th- these moments that remind you of what college basketball mm-hmm. is great because uh, we love the NBA. We, you and I both love the NBA. Uh, people take it the wrong way when I, I say things like I'm about to say. Um, I, I very much love the NBA, but one thing that sets college basketball apart when 
people are like, how could you watch that shit when there are better players at the NBA? Why not just watch the NBA? It's it's things like this Maui Invitational mm-hmm. Championship where you could never in a million years get that scene. Th- th- they're not playing a meaningful NBA game on mm-hmm. an island in the Pacific in a high school gym mm-hmm. where the, the fans are going absolutely nuts from start to finish. Like You, you just can't do it. And, and to be there in the arena, uh, I'm sure it came through on TV. Hopefully it did. Uh, because in the arena, it was unbelievable it was it was an atmosphere I've, I've never ever experienced in my life it was unbelievable and it is cool to see that the two best teams here this week got to square off and and go at each other and the two best fan bases too and the two best fan bases and they're in the building with each other and it was so funny we were pointing out so obviously the, you know the Dayton fans are in red Kansas fans are in blue it was pretty much split up that way um but you would see the blue blood fan base uh with Kansas which is show me something yeah. And then you the see show the me Dayton, state, Kansas City is the Missouri like technically. Yeah. So, yeah, we can, we can like and then if you look at Dayton, it's just that we, even if the Dayton basketball team, I don't think showed up to the game, they would still be yeah. chanting, you know, about how much they love Dayton and let's go Flyers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put down Kansas fans because they are loud. They are great. No, uh, but I think that they even they, were impressed. Amazing. Like Bill Self said it after but, the game, he was impressed yeah. with how loud the the Dayton fans but, were. And after the game, they chanted, even though they lost. They right. lost an overtime, yeah. a heartbreaking game, and they're still chanting, saying how much they love their players. The, that was the, that is one of my big takeaways too. Is is that the Dayton fans were absolutely insane. They, as you said, Kansas fans. Um, they're, they're like every other fan. We don't, we don't mean to pile on Kansas fans. It's like most uh, most college basketball fans. You go to a game. I'm you, a Carolina fan. I yeah, understand yeah. the blue blood. You wait you for know. your you wait for your team to do something. Yes. Then you cheer. Mm-hmm. Dayton fans are like, we are going to cheer first. Yes. And maybe that will will our team into doing something. Yes. And uh, the relationship and even the relationship between the fans and the players is crazy. Like Obi Toppin is always putting his his. His uh, hand to his ear, like mm-hmm. give me, and then doing the give me more, get louder. And it's thing. usually at Makai Grant, uh, yeah. Anthony Grant's son, who is yeah. basically then getting well, then, everyone to go to roll. Yes. Crutcher hits his threes, and then he smells his fingers. <laughs> and, and Anthony Grant's son's up there, like smelling his fingers I did, too. I did have an older gentleman who was covering, uh, who asked me in the press room what it meant when someone smelled their fingers, <laughs> and uh, I just said, I don't think I you need like, to know sure. that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're fine, Sir, man. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, maybe his hands like on fire. He's making sure it's not burning. It's uh, like Chef on South Park. It's like, <laughs> hello, children. Goodbye, children. Goodbye. He goes. Hello, children. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, what do they say, Chef? What do they, they, they ask himself? They're like, Chef, what does it mean when? And they're like, Goodbye, children. Yeah. <laughs> they just keeps arguing. Goodbye. And, you, you, and yeah, that, that, like, those were the Isaac Hayes days when he, uh, all those things were dubbed over because he wasn't yeah. doing the show anymore. So it was all canned lines. So just it was so funny that they kept him in the show and always said, Hello, <laughs> children. And then they said, Chef, um, what do we? What do you think? Wasn't it something Nambler right? Or something? I, I, yeah. Was, what, like, what does Nambler mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, so like, so like, goodbye. 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 <laughs> Very much uh, like that. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the game itself. Um, the let's break it down X's and O's. That's why people listen to us. Mm-hmm. They they really need uh, it, they need that that breakdown. This of, is your of, illustrator of, moment, yeah, right? This is yes. a, let's yes. go to the <laughs> illustrator. <laughs> so let me show you. Let me let me explain basketball to you, dumb fucks listening. <laughs> um, this right here, bounce pass. Okay, ball's gonna hit the ground. Gonna bounce back up in your chest. Jay, if you're listening, I do. I, I l- let me rewind. Every time I, I've met Billis like five or six mm-hmm. times. Every time I see him. I always come away wondering if he thinks I don't like him because like we interact on Twitter and I'll like make jokes. Obviously I, we joke about the it's wrong thing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I could never, ever tell. Cause like, he's always very, very friendly to me, but then I, maybe I'm, I'm just inside my own head. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So I, I, I just wanted to say that, but Jay, if you're not, you're not listening, but I, I do actually love you. I just, I don't, I don't know. That was, that was very soft to me. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's, just move, let's just move on. Let's talk. X's I'm rattled. So, I, so, I told you, I met my hero. I want to be Jay Billis. I met him. And then, uh, okay. So X's and O's. Um, yes. We came into this game. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin 
uh, was was it for Dayton? We already know that he he in, in my estimation he should be the national player of the year favorite right now, and I don't even think that's reactionary. I think it, like the numbers he's putting up are absolutely insane. He his his skill set is unbelievable. I don't mm. I don't know where he projects in the NBA draft, but I have a feeling that where he projected before Maui and where he's going to actually end up on the night of draft night is going to be vastly different. Um, so he coming to this game, he's a mismatch nightmare. He can he can do anything out there, right? And then. On the flip side, uh, it's Azubuke for Kansas. Is first of all, how is Azubuke going to guard Toppin because Toppin can stretch him out and make him pull him away from the paint? But then, how is Toppin going to guard Azubuke because Azubuke is massive and can just dunk on him all day? And um, that was the fascinating matchup, and it played out that way. Is like that was basically the entire the entire game was that was it, it's, it basically centered around Azubuke. Dayton had no nobody that could guard him, mm-hmm. and they also had nobody that he could guard. Yeah, and he was just kind of like floating around out there, like trying to figure out. And it kind of became a chess match at some level because at the start of the game, as a bouquet, right? I mean, Toppin is fronting him in the post. Mm-hmm. And Devon Dotson was doing a great job. And Agbaji and uh, Marcus Gay, all the entry passes that they were making, they were throwing it over the top. And then Azabuke was basically getting position and then getting dunks. I love how bored Azabuke is when he dunks, by the mm-hmm. way. I, 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 you could like see his face, like sitting courtside, you see him dunk and he just got like a straight face. It's like, ho-hum, another dunk for me. And yeah, it was pretty funny as an aside. But, you know, yeah, but he, he had the, the, he had the one steal or the, he had the big alley open overtime that we remember. Yeah, that, that was kind of like the one It was like, oh, Kansas is probably going to run away with this, even though they didn't. The steals against kinda, BYU the night before when yeah, he went coast to coast. That's, yeah. That was when I was like, he showed yeah. some, that was the most yeah. I've ever seen from Azabuke. And that was uh, against BYU, obviously. Um, but just looking at the start of the game, Toppin was getting worn out by that front line, and that was something that we were kind of pointing out before. Because yes, Toppin is a, is a great five, is a stretch five, and Mikesell and those two guys like kind of can stretch the four on the other end, mm-hmm. but. Bill Self kind of stuck to the game plan, and it's funny yeah. because the night before they asked him, they're like, "Did you think about tinkering with the lineups with McCormack and and because uh, BYU is similar? Yes. BYU can can put five yes. guys out there that can step out and shoot threes, yeah." And exactly, so they were kind of living in that same world, and it was a, a a struggle of will in the sense that it was the old version of what everyone expects basketball to be, where where it's inside out versus the Dayton, you know, what we've seen probably in the past five years, or not really, we've seen the past five years, but we've talked about in the past five years. Everyone wants to point out positionless basketball. Especially Tom Crean, and you know, it just kind of was a battle of will at some point. And Toppin just got worn out because those bodies were banging with him. Yeah, uh, as did a good job of just kind of like not getting in foul trouble, being able to kind of stay, you know, down and centered. He did and fell out, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yes, like, yeah, yeah, early in the game, someone's yeah, gonna yeah. call you out on that. I oh, know what you mean. He was yeah. not like. Foul trouble. He he wasn't. He, it was overtime, folks. Yeah. Uh, big men are gonna foul in overtime. He I really mean. fouled out, but like, yeah, it didn't really feel like foul trouble. Like I, he was never sitting on the bench for like nine minutes at a time. Because oh yes. he, you know, it was it wasn't one of those things where it completely affected the game. And, and as we talked about afterwards, even though Devon Dotson, I would say, is by far the most important player, best player on Kansas, probably yeah. in this game today, it was as a bouquet that really set the tone. Yeah, even when Dotson was scoring, and and Dotson had an insane game, and yes. I don't mean to downplay what he did because he was he played every second of the game mm-hmm. was very. Clear clearly like the, the engine that's, he that's drew moving 10 the, fouls yeah on Dayton himself. he was insane he was very very good but from a from a strategy standpoint the game Kansas like the, Kansas entire game plan centered around Azubuke and, mm-hmm. and he was the guy and and um in that regard uh it, it just made for a fascinating thing and 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 I think like you know I said this in the video that we shot uh, uh, right after the game was over I stuff like this is what makes me love college basketball as well is because Dayton had a very different approach than Kansas did. Mm-hmm. Neither coach gave in. Uh, 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 um, Dayton played, what's his name? Shimanga. That's mm-hmm. the, the kid I was thinking of. Shimanga, uh, yeah. Anthony Grant puts him in for mm-hmm. a little bit. He played a little bit because he was like, all right, we got to figure out a way to like slow down Osbuge. And Shimanga just has like 
you know, cinder blocks for feet, if we're mm-hmm. being honest, c- compared to to the athletes that Kansas has. Um, and he just couldn't move well enough he, to play he had defense. One nice little and, turnaround bucket. That was it. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not he's not a bad player. He's just like you know, he's, he's just a big you know. I think it was more of a mental and, thing to show Kansas they can match the big yeah. man, you know. But what was fascinating is he puts him in, um, and, but then you you realize that it like kind of limits Dayton's offense and what Dayton was doing when he's in the game. Suddenly you're taking away what makes Dayton great, which mm-hmm. is that you can spread the floor with everybody. So he, Anthony Grant was like, "Whoops, my bad." Pull Shimanga out, and then from there it was like neither coach gave in. They were like, "We're sticking to our game plan. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. This is going to win us the game." Anthony Grant's like, "We're going to hit twenty threes, and we're going to win this game." And Bill Self's like, "We are going to get twenty dunks from Mazabuke, and we're mm-hmm. going to win this game." Neither one of them backed down, and uh, honestly, I don't think either one of them should have. It's, that's that's what made it a great game. It was like it, they were all play. Everybody was playing well, doing exactly what they wanted to do, and somebody had to lose, unfortunately. And it kept being body blows. You know what I mean? E.B. Watson, a guy came off the bench. He was you know shooting really well from three. I think he was four or eight at one point when I asked you, and I was like, man, I felt like he's four for yeah. four. I feel like every time he takes a shot, it's going in from three. And you know, Crutcher is obviously having a great game, and he ends up taking the big shot at the end that ties it at seventy three, yeah. and we go to overtime. And as you kind of every single moment in that game, as as the the momentum quote unquote is like swinging back and forth, I kept saying to myself, "Oh, this will be the run that Dayton will make to win this yeah. game," or "This will be the run." You kept kind of playing the game, and then I just got lost, and I forgot that it's always the same race, and the race is the sixty nine. Kansas <laughs> got to the race in the sixty nine, and they won the game, and it makes sense. So I, I saw that happen, and I it was like, once out. again, I was in my head. I was like, "What? Are, who's going to win this game?" <laughs> And then I looked at the facts. It was right in front of us yes, the whole right, time. Right in front of my face. Um, and, it, and it's kind of like where we are with that whole situation is uh, we got one of the best games of the season, if not the best game of the yeah. season in we, Maui, we, we which is perfect. That's yeah. college basketball. It's what it, we is, want. it is. It is absolutely perfect. It's like all the things with again, all the things that we make fun of people for, like we're falling victim to because like, we we you you make fun of like people that come to Maui and, and they watch the the championship the magic game. the Maui magic yeah they make they're like the Maui this was the greatest everything whatever and you know you roll your eyes you're like listen it was good like Notre Dame won in 2017 mm-hmm. congratulations it's good but like keep it in your pants my God they're not the fifth best team in the country come relax everybody yeah, calm, um, down. calm down. Dave might be the fifth best. Yes. <laughs> now that I'm here, I see. I see why how that happens. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Dayton is really, really good. We got to keep our eye on the Dayton at Davidson game, and yeah. that might be one of those times they might not be a top five team, but we'll keep our eye on that. It is funny though, because you're totally right in the sense that, like, I think Dayton made Kansas look to me like a legitimate contender or play like they that, can't, they made them play to their potential. Which there, is there is something about that that like Kansas uh, was pushed to like a level by Dayton. I don't know. The, the, the whole thing was just so great man it was it was just a really really good championship game and um as big as a uh, as big boy i almost called him big as bill self said in the post game press conference I you that, was, big wave. That, that, was a, <laughs> that was a big boy game um and 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 guys were stepping up and it was it was the best players on the team that were stepping up and mm-hmm. and it was really cool so how, how do we feel like moving forward then like about kansas because kansas lost to duke and and a lot of people are tuning in to this podcast wanting to hear us talk about duke Relax. We're going to. Don't you worry. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Kansas, Amazing. <laughs> Kansas opens the season losing to Duke. They had, I think, 41 turnovers in that game. I, I don't know. I have to double check. I think 69 um, turnovers. <laughs> they, they turned it over like crazy. Uh, Duke, as we know, uh, is is now <laughs> not the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. So where where does that leave Kansas in your mind after you you knowing knowing what they did against Duke and knowing that they just won the Mount Invitational? Is there someone in between? Are you still like a believer in Kansas? I'm a believer in what we talked about in the original episode one of the Titus and Tate podcast, which is the Champions Classic 
is null and void. The Champions Classic does a, not matter. The Champions Classic is a waste of your time. This is a great point. Yeah. And when you watch that Kansas game versus what you saw today against Dayton, that there's nothing that will extrapolate that point, you know, to to the max because what that Kansas team was and what Dotson was against Trey Jones, he got lost in the one-on-one game with Trey Jones, mm-hmm. and Trey Jones owned him. You know, he's a yeah. great defender, and he kind of just stayed steady. And, and now you look at Dotson, and it looks like he's unflappable. Yeah, and it's what you know, twenty days or whatever since that first game, and it's funny because I think the season actually starts in my mind now. So if you about yeah, yeah and if you were to point, the season starts when we start podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> the season started, and so right now I would say Kansas is the number one team in the country. I think they have every right to be the number one team in the I country. I don't that. care if they've lost to Duke. We just saw them beat a team, like we said, Dayton, that's a top five team, you know, potentially. So they did that neutral site. They beat BYU. I think BYU is a really good team. BYU is very, very good. Uh, they're, the BYU is going to make the tournament, uh, very obviously. And they didn't have their best player. We, I, I was really, really mm-hmm. impressed with BYU, too. They, they were fun to watch. Um, they're just obviously limited. Not to not to be stereotypical here, but they're just a team full of white guys that uh, got swallowed alive by Kansas's length and athleticism. But Which is yeah. funny because, like, Kansas in that game, right, they, they started out as a back-and-forth affair. BYU yeah. was playing pretty I well. Mean, it, was, it was basically, the BYU-Kansas game was basically Dayton-Kansas Yes, like diet a, Dayton, Kansas. Exactly. It was like the exact same game, mm-hmm. just like BYU isn't as good as Dayton. Mm-hmm. They don't have the athleticism that Dayton had. Yeah, and Jake but, Tolson, I mean, he was basically getting locked up by Agbaji, and Agbaji was saying, this is my job today is to stop this guy. Yeah. And they sort of did the same thing to Toppin. They went into this game. A little and, bit. Yeah, they were doubling Toppin in the post. They were making him be a passer first. And what happened was he made the pass as soon as the double came, kicked it out, and then Crutcher would make one more pass to E.B. Watson, and a three would go in. And you saw Bill Self saying, are, are we sure we should keep doubling yeah. this guy? But they stuck to it. Which and then they played zone for a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in the end, it worked out. But yeah, Toppin, I, as an aside, man, the Toppin thing I was really impressed with was, was he was getting doubled to start the game a lot. And he never really force the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy for a guy like him. Like he's, he's paying attention to what people are saying of about course. it. He's, he's on Twitter searching his name and seeing that everyone's losing their minds uh, over him. Um, and it, it would be Do you very think he searches Obadiah or just Obi? Uh, probably just Obi. I hope it's Obadiah. Um, so you know that like it, there's a temptation there if you're him. You're playing Kansas in the Maui Invitational title game. You know the whole world's watching mm-hmm. or whatever that phrase means. Um and, and you're starting the game, you're not really getting your shot off. The whole world, meaning Danny Ainge is yeah, watching. Yeah. He's there in the building. Uh, there'd be a temptation to, to to force stuff after after five minutes of like not getting a shot up or sick, whatever it was to start mm-hmm. the game or didn't really feel like he was involved, even though he obviously was. He was passing out of double teams and, and, and Dayton's whole offense wouldn't have existed if he wasn't getting double team. Um, I was just so impressed with how patient he was. And then his arrival to the game from like a scoring standpoint as like a no, I'm going to get mine. Don't you worry. It was the, the one where he, he crosses up behind his back right by the Kansas bench, hits the step back, mm-hmm. turns to talk shit to Kansas's bench before the ball even goes in. I've watched that replay enough My to God. know who he was talking to. And it was Mitch Lightfoot and Mitch Lightfoot <laughs> uh, was sitting there saying something to him before, like as he was dribbling, he was talking. Uh, and I, as I look back at it, I was trying to figure out if he was just talking in general to the bench or if it was just like a stare down at everyone. And I think it ended up being that the way he panned out of it. But if you look back at the tape and, and everyone right now, get out your phones, go to Twitter, um, go to who tweeted it first, like Rob Dow, one of these people, yeah. you know, one of, one of the college basketball people, Matt Norland or someone, go find their tweet, watch the video. Mitch Lightfoot in a white polo, <laughs> sitting right behind him, right there next to Azabuke. Is both of them? I think they were, they were both talking. I don't know if Azabuke was actually saying anything, but Mitch Lightfoot says something. He goes behind the back. He takes the shot. He turns and he looks right at him again. Mitch Lightfoot is in a collared shirt, you know, mm. not playing in the game. He looks at him, 
Ball goes in, runs back on defense, and then after the game, you pointed out, Anthony Grant, uh, I think they talked about what he may have said yeah. to Mitch Lightfoot and the rest of the Kansas players. Something got brought up because in the post-game, <laughs> post, post Toppin was asked about it. Like, hey, what... Things were said. What did you say to the Kansas bench? Like, what prompted that? Um, and the entire time Toppin is answering the question, he's looking at Anthony Grant, who's sitting mm-hmm. right next to him, and he's laughing, and he's like basically dodging the question. He's like, I, I didn't really say anything. And he's smiling and looking at Anthony Grant. And I really want to know what happened mm-hmm. to, to cause Toppin to, to act that way. Like did Anthony, cause he was laughing too. That was the other part that was weird to me. Like Toppin was laughing about it. So like, I don't think Anthony Grant like really motherfucked him about the whole thing, but no. Something was obviously said, and like the whole th- there's there's a story there, and I really really wish I knew what the story well, was. It's the classic bench mob. You know what it is. Every time you take a corner three, the bench mob and Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry love doing this yeah. with the Cavaliers when they were making those runs. It's like you know you jump up and yell and make all these noises and do whatever. Kent Bazemore used to do it back with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know that that's standard behavior. But it was funny because Toppin had been struggling a little bit, you know, and that yeah. shot kind of like that. Like you were saying, yeah. he was like, "I'm still gonna get yeah, mine. Don't, don't you worry." Yeah, about yeah, that. Don't worry. <laughs> so he did that, and it was kind of and you saw the Dayton fans kind of get juiced up a little bit yeah. by that moment. And I think there was a lot of little, I mean, just even in overtime, right? When, when Dotson gets trapped and he throws it away to Crutcher and this is a four point game. Crutcher has a Ooh, bunny at tough. the basket, could have that's cut so it to tough. two and it's like 17, 16 seconds, stuff like that. Misses a layup, then it's bounced. Hmm. pretty much game over at that point. But that could have easily switched. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, like the Reggie Miller Knicks moment where it could have just like completely turned all of a mm. sudden because of this trap and just like it was a terrible inbound pass mm. to throw it in the corner anyway. And that was the one mistake that Dotson made, which felt like the first game. Right. But it was like and I saw him after he made that play. He was like, you know, racking his brain. Yeah. You know, it was like, I, I can't do that anymore. Stupid, then he was, stupid, yeah, stupid. Yeah, then he was locked back into being the yeah. Dotson we saw this whole tournament. So yeah. I, I found all that interesting. Uh, can we talk about uh, – the press conference after the game. Uh, We're definitely talking about it. We got to get to that at some point. I I just want to point out Anthony Grant. I think you and I both thought that he was very, just from the outside, he seems like a very straight lace, you know, no nonsense type of of guy. like he kind of feels he, like a, a military background or something. Exactly. Like the way he like carries he'd be himself. Very serious I don't know. Maybe times. he does. Like I don't. I don't know his background. Like someone's probably listening. Well, we like, know he went yeah, to Dayton, which is of course a military school, yeah. um, oh, Air Force base, right there. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, Dayton fans. Uh, but I, I will say, like I've learned just watching the little subtle things that they do, whether it's a little fist pound or like you were saying the press conference, little laughs. Like mm. they keep it light, but they keep it light internally. Yeah. And I think that they, you know, they wear the mask to keep it, you know, professional, tight. Everything's locked in. We're ready to go. Um, um, but they're also having a good time behind the scenes. And I think that's what it, it inspires me with that team because college basketball is supposed to be fun. That's why we do this podcast. It's not for anything other than the fact that we love the idea of it being pure basketball we, yeah. for pride, for fun, for whatever it may yeah. be. Um, and I think that's what Anthony Grant has with that team right now. Yeah. And, but, but they, they have the perfect mixture of like business-like approach. Yes. But at the same time, let's not lose sight of the fact that like we're in college, like, like they're having a, the time of their life on the beach. I, I, I think I saw them out there. Uh, I, I assume it was them. They're wearing red shorts. It was a basketball team mm-hmm. in red shorts. So I assume it was them. They're staying here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't BYU. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no. I don't think it was mm-hmm. Michigan state wearing red shorts. No. Um, Unless, I just uh, Tom, the, maybe Tom Green pulled the coach. Yeah, K. Yeah, yeah, you can't wear the logo yeah. and you gotta wear a different yeah. color. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I'm standing on my balcony here at the hotel and I looked out onto the beach and I saw like a bunch of guys in red shorts out there mm-hmm. on the beach, like having fun. And, um, you know, like that, that's perfect. Cause they have like a very business-like approach, but they're having a ton of fun at the same time. And they have the perfect, uh, mixture. I, I, I came away from this very, very impressed with Anthony Grant, Dayton, Dayton fans, all of that. I don't, this doesn't feel like to me that something where Dayton is going to, um, like this doesn't feel like a, a fake Maui bump. This mm-hmm. feels like a very, very earned Maui bump. It feels like Dayton's going to be ranked all year. They're going to be, 
a, a top seed in the tournament. Um, and, and they're going to be a tough out because they're, it, it's not, they're, they technically are a mid major, but having a guy like Obi top and takes it to a, a level that, you know, it, it, like the great, the, the most great mid majors just have like the, the stereotypical, like maybe they're a couple inches shorter, maybe they're a step or two mm-hmm. slower, but you know, they're all seniors that have been playing well together and, and this is their last run, whatever. Dayton kind of has that where like they got a bunch of upperclassmen, but then you have a guy like Toppin who might be a top 10 pick who was like a legit bucket getter and, mm-hmm. and very, very versatile and might be the best player in the country. Um, when you take that, and, and, and even when you have like a guy like that, you have, you have a mid-major where you have a guy who is like a dominant guy. Most of the time with that, the cast around him is bullshit and mm-hmm. he's got to carry the team by himself. Yeah, the Jimmer syndrome. Right. Dayton has like the best of both worlds. It's like you take Toppin off the team, they're probably still a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're more of they a stereotypical. guard play. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're more of a stereotypical mid-major team at that point, but then they're probably still competing in the A-10 even without Toppin. And then you throw him in, it's like, my God, these guys can beat anybody, and and I'm really excited just to to watch that unfold the rest of the season. Let's uh let, let's continue to get in. You know, we've talked a lot about Dayton. Let's take a quick break right now to get away from our sponsor. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Kansas. Talk about Bill Self. Talk about the journey. Talk uh, about you talking to Bill Self. Uh, the best. Love that guy. A lot of Bills that I'm talking to these yeah. days. Uh, so that's, that's feel like Bill Self with all these Bills to myself. Oh yeah, they, wow. Bitch, I'm Frank Mason. I'm Shut pretty up. sure that Snoop Dogg <laughs> wrapped that uh, that night for Bill Self. We'll see. Uh, who knows? They probably wiped the tape. Uh, so let's take a quick break we'll come back and we'll get into uh, all things maui quick break to talk about dollar shave club when we talk about dollar shave club tate we can't stress enough the quality of their products they've mm-hmm. spent years developing crafting refining everything they have everything literally everything i use to look feel and smell my best you name it they have it and i use it i have been using dollar shave club as we said on the last show i use it all the time uh in fact I used, I, I packed an enormous bag tape of Dollar Shave Club. Pro- I'm not even kidding. This is, no, I mean, that's why I'm laughing. I'm not, no, it's, no, it's not a joke. I mean, I feel like there's like... like we're, we're recording this in my room. I can go show you all the, the stuff I packed. Um, I, but but here, here's the... Here's the, the TSA was worried about all the razors that you had I, in the bag. Well, yeah. here's, here's the funny part about that is my dumbass forgot the razor blades. I packed the handle of the razor, but no razor blades. And I packed like, I packed the, the prep scrub. And I'm the, sorry, Dollar Shave I forgot the blades. I had to buy a janky ass razor at the. Uh, oh, this is proving the product. Yes, yes I had to buy a janky ass razor at the gift shop down here. I used that. Uh, it feels like I might as well use a butcher knife. It was it was a disaster. I was very upset. Uh, I I am very 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 angry with myself for not packing the razors um, because Dollar Shave Club's the best. And as amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. They have you covered from head to toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, even wipe your butt. Dollar Shave yes, Club. Your butt. <laughs> Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. You get what you want whenever you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. I never have to waste time at a store wondering if what I'm getting is any good because as a Dollar Shave Club member, I know what I'm getting is the highest quality and will not rip my neck apart like these goddamn razors they have yes, in, in Maui. Maui. <laughs> the, <laughs> Come on, DSC. Send some razors out here. Tough scene there, I'll tell you what. Uh, right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test. Their ultimate shave starter set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, shave butter, prep scrub. I cannot, I love the prep mm. scrub so much. It smells mm. so good. I, I, I absolutely love the prep scrub. And the post-shave <laughs> dude. The best part is you can try it all for just $5. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash Tate. Mm. What? T-A-T-E. 
I don't like it. But, well, let's uh, be honest. It has to be four letters, and tits didn't quite work. <laughs> Doesn't have to be four letters. I don't know. We'll go with <laughs> that. Dollarsaveclub.com slash tape. Go get all your products. Do not make the same mistake I did and shave with inferior stuff. That is not something you want to do. Don't do that. All right. Back to the podcast. All right, we're back. Let's talk about uh, the, the thing to me that was really the story of the day, um, which was you talking to Bill Self in the press conference. And by talking to him, I mean you just asked him a question. Um, first of all, I'm fascinated by press conferences. Uh, the idea that like any schmuck in there can just raise their hand and grab the microphone and like say whatever the hell they want. There's Did a you lot just of- call me a schmuck? So <laughs> there are a lot of bad questions that get asked in these yes. things. And I'm always sitting there. I'm like... I could ask so many better questions. I'm so again. I'm 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 Billis. I'm so much smarter than everybody in this room. Well, that's why you don't um, want to ask him. You don't want people yeah. to know. You're like, I'll keep this to myself. But I'm also shy, and uh, I'm very soft, and I'm too scared to do it. So like, I sit there, and I'm like, oh, should I? Should I not? Should I? You don't care. No. You said going into this press. You, you you told me going into this press conference, you're going to ask Bill Self. You're going to say, do you want to set it up for the people? The question that I came into this entire Maui Invitational that I wanted to ask Bill Self, and this is if they won, because I believed going into it that Kansas was going to win this thing because I believe in the FU Bill Self tour. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? And I'm loving course. every second of it, to be honest. He looks felt. He's got rid of the pot belly. He's like making nah, jokes. He's got rid of it. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a little bit slimmer. Yeah. I don't know if it's, he's, I don't know what he's wearing, you know, but it, it's working he's out. A, he's a, his pot belly is a B cup now. <laughs> Which is perfect, it's Bill. It's perfect. Uh, so I went into this whole thing i was like if we get to the point where bill self wins this thing i'm gonna go bill self you know at the press conference hi coach self tate frazier tyson tate podcast two-part question here first what do you have to say to the haters <laughs> and then of course bill self would be like who is this schmuck asking this question and da 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 probably not give an answer and then i was like thanks coach self what do you have to say for the lovers <laughs> And then Coach Self would say, I really want to throw that kid out. Um, I, I kind of panicked when the moment came. I mean, I, I, I was a beat reporter. I've done press conferences. I've asked questions. I'm yeah. not kind of like whatever about it. You know, it's always fun. People, Roy Williams has literally asked me, he said, son, are you all right one time? And I, <laughs> I wasn't. I was a sophomore and I was an idiot. Um, but this was the NCAA stuff. So all type, you know, all layers. Uh, so as, you know, we're going around the room. Like you said, people were asking all their questions. I did not think I was next. I thought that because there's... There's two mics. There's roving mics. And I thought that they were going to go back to the right and then back to the left. I get the look. Bill Self turns his attention. He's like, front right. Right there. Yeah, from right. Yeah. Uh, he turns, looks right at me, dead in the eyes. I know he's thinking to himself, who is this schmuck? And I'm thinking to myself, man, I cannot I, believe i, I got to ask this guy what if he has a message for the haters. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll play the clip, right? Like, can we... play, the, play the clip. Play the clip. We, we got to hear, we gotta hear what, what, what you actually said. Coach, you can see uh, in Devon's face the excitement he has just winning this tournament. There was a lot of chatter kind of going into this season about, you know, what was going to go on with KU. Is there a message you kind of have to those doubters and detractors and those haters that were kind of coming to this to, to answer the bell and get a win at the Maui Invitation? Yeah, I don't think there's been uh, – I could be wrong because I'm don't. i not a, a big uh, social media guy and I don't read what's out there. But uh, I, don't, I don't think there's been haters about this team. I think there's been some haters about maybe our program. Uh, and and – because we've been we've been under a, a 
microscope or under some scrutiny, you know, obviously the last uh, 18 months or so. So, but that doesn't have anything to do with this particular group. And we don't even talk, I'll be honest, we don't even talk about that with our guys. We talk about it amongst ourselves all the time, but, but not with our guys. And, and we try to distance them from that as much as possible. But th th this team isn't perfect. And, and obviously we got to shoot it better to have a chance to really uh, have us have, have a really good team. But I do think we got some competitive pieces that, that if we improve a little bit, this could be a, a, a pretty dangerous team down the stretch. So, so that's that. I mean, that is the, uh, that's the, the, the scared version of, you know, I thought you did a good job actually. Like I, you got to the point you did, you did actually say, do you have a message for the well, haters? I used doubters were... and detractors before yeah. I hit them with haters. And yeah. then when I said haters, every single journalist in the room, Eyes just darted towards me. I felt, I felt everything <laughs> in the back of my head, and I was like, "Man, this is one of those Dude, times." I think, I think this has to be a recurring shtick for you. I think yes. anytime we go to a press conference, whoever wins the game, it, just any regular season, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yes. matter what level. We'll go to, we'll go to uh, watch uh, what, what's the Sierra Canyon? <laughs> watch Bronny James play. <laughs> yes. the, the D Wade's kid. Uh, we'll go to one of their games, and, and if they do a press conference with the coach, well, I think you should ask every single time. Do you have a message for the haters? That that should be your staple. Well, it's one of the perfect. It's so perfect. What is the point of a press conference other than to either <laughs> praise those who are on your team or to attack those the, who the have haters. attacked you? Yeah, I mean, there's no. It's like WWE. My whole thing is, if you're going to be there and have a microphone and you're solo and you're looking at a camera, you might as well call them out. And Bill Self, he gave a great answer because he was basically like, I don't know if the team has haters. I definitely have haters. Uh, you know, there's some people that are yeah. hating on me, but like the team, we don't talk to them about well, this stuff. You actually got a good answer. Yeah, out of no, it, was a, answer. it was a great answer. I think he liked that I said haters because he yeah. calls them. He's That's what like, I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I, I, this is a great bit for you because I think <laughs> every single player, coach, everyone, like if you did it to me right now, like I would, I would start talking for 30 minutes. If you're like, do you have a message for the? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I have a message. And everyone has their talk. own construction <laughs> of the haters in their life. You know what I mean? Like everyone is made up who they are, and they point them out. Like, like so, when we did our live show to Indiana, the guy that was like trying to challenge me to a one-on-one game against Kyle, you know, yeah, like, like are you he's better? a hater. So yeah. every time yeah. I play basketball. Or do anything and like that's who I'm thinking of, you know, and that's who I'm talking to. And uh, it, it is kind of one of those things where like Bill Self has become Silky Johnson, you know, he's been just become the player haters ball, like he's just walking around here just being the man, he just, really is, yeah, yeah. and it's fantastic. And I think that's why he gave the real answer because he's like, I'm a champion. Dotson was so happy to win a trophy, yeah. you know, as a bouquet, it looks like he was happy, smiling. And you know, if you're Bill Self, everything that you did to this point, good, bad, ugly, whatever. You're a champion. Yeah. Suck at haters. <laughs> Suck at haters. <laughs> this is this is so great, dude. This has got to be your thing. I think I think we have two goals. Is like I want to see how many times you can ask, do you have a message for the haters of these press conferences? Yes. And my goal is I I am I am chicken shit. I'm very much a coward in these press conferences. Because there are times I want to ask questions. You like, said you're holding out though, right? Is that the plan? Well, I mean, I said I'm holding out to you because I was just trying to be tough <laughs> and pretend like I had a plan. When really it was like I was going to ask something, and I feel my heart beating. I feel like I'm back in college, where it's like, stand up, say your name, and one interesting fact like about yourself. Duty when you're, like, struggling for life. Yeah, you right. Know? That's, that's basically what's happening. I remember, like, it's been your freshman class at, at, at whatever school everyone listening goes to, and you're sitting there, and the professor's like, stand up, say your major, and mm -hmm. something you're interested in, or mm -hmm. something interesting about you. And I'm like, there's fucking nothing interesting about me. And <laughs> and then you say something, as soon as you say it, you're like, ah, oh, shit, I should have said this other thing. Mm -hmm. What if the girls, all the girls in the, the room must probably think that now, and they should have thought that. That's how I felt. I was like, I, I, that, that. And, then I, and I got scared. So the point is, I'm gonna work on this. Um, <laughs> My goal is who is your white whale to ask the question to? That's that's really the because to me it was Bill Self. That's see, why I you, couldn't chicken out. You have a good you have a good thing now because like you know 
you know what you're going to ask every time you raise your hand. You just be like, yes. you have a message for the haters. They're like, is that the haters guy? Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's here. Okay. He's here. He's going to ask some questions about the haters. I mean, you imagine when I'm at a Cal so, State Northridge game and I ask Mark Godfrey, do you have a message for the haters? It's so great. It's so great. Actually, in fact, I do. <laughs> they beat Pepperdine by two on a tip-in at the buzzer. And they're like, you have a message for the haters? Coach Scott, words for the haters? <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a long um, way to go with that. I'm yeah, very excited. Like, I, I, so you, you, have a, you have a question already locked and loaded that you can ask every time. For me, the, the struggle is like, is this actually a good question? Is this mm-hmm. worth their time? Like, I think in my head, it's like, if I open my mouth and I, I start talking to Bill Self, um, it better be something good. I, I want Bill Self to want to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. I want to say something so insightful. It's like Bill Belichick. Like, he won't give any answers, but Bill then every Belichick. so often... Someone mm-hmm. will ask Bill Belichick, like, hey, when the, the polling guard seemed to really get out in front there on that one play when you guys run it, and then his eyes light up, and he's like, mm-hmm. I respect that guy. That's what I want. So when the question comes into my mind, I'm panicking. I'm like, I don't think that's going to – I don't Turns think that's good Steve enough. Steve Belichick asked that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's good enough. I don't think that's going to get his respect. Um, so then I panic. My heart starts beating. I get nervous, and then I don't do it. And then um, and then you raise your hand. You're like, message for the haters. <laughs> well, I will say I did I did couch – I did the worst thing you could do. I asked two legitimate questions the days before to make sure that when I did say haters, there would be – you know, yeah. there was I was scared there would be like a backlash in the room to like kick this guy out forever. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I kind of – I, I chickened out a little bit. So, yeah, so it that, wasn't the same. That's the goal. We're gonna we're gonna see uh, at the national much- title game if Kansas wins the national title title. I will promise you this: I will be at the press conference. We will be at the press conference. You will ask a question. I know <sighs> that's that, it. Yeah, you will ask a question. I got ask a question. I will yeah. ask the last question, which is Coach Self, a message for the haters. <laughs> and he's gonna go fuck them. <laughs> Fuck him, I'm out. And then he gets up and, yeah, yeah. and he, he resigns from Kansas. He pulls a Larry Brown and he's like, I'm getting the hell out of here after I won my title because I do not want the, the feds coming. Yeah, it becomes <laughs> Devon Dobson, the miracle. 2.0. Yeah, dude, that's, a good, that's a good call. I'm going to ask, a, I'll save it for, I'm, I'm going to basically, we're going to cut to the training montage. Basically from now until the final four, I have all that time to train, get the nervousness out, yes. figure out a way to, yes. to get over this hurdle. And at the final four, I'm going to ask a question in a press conference. I'm going to demand the microphone. I'm going to ask something. The coach is going to stand up and give me a standing ovation and say, that's the most insightful thing I've ever been asked in my and life. And then drop the mic and, and then, leave. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. going to be like, man, and what a like, great no, question. Coach, come back. I have a question. Do you have a message for the haters? <laughs> coach, coach the haters. Please, coach the haters. Um, all right. Is there anything else to put a bow on uh, just the, the, the Kansas Dayton game? We can, or do you want to shift into the Maui Invitational as a whole? To put a bow on the Kansas Dayton game, I think that those two teams will be playing deep in the tournament in March. And I think that they will play each other again in March. Ooh. And you can write that down. Wow. You can mark that down. They will play each other again. It will happen. Unless okay. someone gets in the way, those haters, Ooh. and changes so they're opposite sides okay. of the bracket. So, so it's either going to happen fine. or it's not. Yeah. Okay. And, and if it gotcha. doesn't, oh, well. And if it does, great. <laughs> if it doesn't, just imagine if it did, how <laughs> yeah. cool it would be to be, <laughs> be, crazy. To be right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let, let's uh, let's talk about the, the event as a whole. This was our first time mm-hmm. being out here. We, we kind of recap the, uh, uh, you know, when we did our introductory, pre- our introductory press conference, our introductory podcast when we came back. Um, we did that the night after the uh the uh, the the big banquet, Mick mm-hmm. Cronin didn't show up, um, all that kind of stuff. So we touched on it a little bit, uh, but we've been here for God, it feels like five more days since then, um, and we're going home tomorrow. So what? Uh, looking back on our our full week mm-hmm. in Maui, um, for all the people that watch on TV, this is by far the most popular uh, early season tournament. A lot of people feel like, as you said, cancel the Champions Classic. The real start of the season is yes. the Maui Invitational. A lot of eyeballs on this thing, but 
obviously not a lot of people come. It's played in a tiny gym. It, it, most people listening Tickets to this are eight hundred dollars. Most I mean, people yeah. listening to this will never come to Maui Invitational in their lives. Uh, but maybe we can sell them on it, Tate. So explain to the people what this experience was like being out here. Personally, my experience was uh, we were lucky to shoot these after shows on the actual court, right in the Lahaina Center, and I think. I, uh, the thing that really stuck out to me is we were standing there and we were just like, you know, BSing around. We, we put out this stupid hype video where we're just like missing all these shots. We made a lot more <laughs> than purpose, we missed. Uh, purpose, it was wink, purpose, wink, folks. Wink, it would be <laughs> lame if we were making shots. And if someone puts a video of them making shots, oh, the Mark Titus, <laughs> oh, they're Mr. Lame. Rainmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Mr. Rainmaker, the lame. He did it first. You're a biter now. Yeah. Message for the haters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that all aside, uh, as we were standing there in the gym, we're on the floor and I had this like weird, we were watching early in the day at 1989, North Carolina played against James Madison. This is when Lefty Drizel was post-Maryland. He's at James Madison trying to find, you know, that spark to kind of, you know, maybe yeah. you know, bump back up into the big leagues. He's going against Dean, a guy who's gone and battled against in the ACC for a long time. King Rice hit this amazing shot to win the game. Uh, they were down like seven points with a minute left. So they're down like nine. Yeah, nine minute, points. A minute yeah, nine, something, I think something it was. Something crazy like, yeah, yeah, exactly. 69 seconds. Yeah, down 69. nine with 69 seconds. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Um, and, and as we're staying on the court, all I could think to myself was like, Rick Fox is right there hitting a three. King Rice is right there hitting a shot. Dean Smith was right there celebrating. Lefty Rizel was right yeah. there, you know, about to sob because he couldn't believe this kind of slipped away and they had this chance to have his big upset in Maui. Mm-hmm. And the history kind of just soaks in yeah, and man. you realize the moments that have been in this building, whether it's Steve Nash in Santa Clara or, you know, Tom Izzo's first time with Michigan State and all these stories that come out over time as, as we went to the coaches' banquet, Jay Billis is telling these old stories. It just creates this aura in the building. So when you're there, you feel like, and they have the pictures of like Bob Knight, you know, at the Maui Invitational and, you know, Coach K, young Coach K at the Maui, you know, all these moments. It it, it just comes together. It feels great. It just dawned on me as you're saying it is the Lahaina Civic Center the most uh, famous, most historic neutral site in college basketball? Mm. It'd have to be, right? Like, because every other, I mean, the, uh, the only, I'm not talking about like games that were played. Like, cause like the play strip, for example, uh, mm-hmm. would, would be up there. Cause a lot of times they'll have games there where, you know, like, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, but they like teams in Philadelphia will play each other in there. Like, like the Superdome. You know home. what I mean? Like we, they played a bunch of, in New I guess Superdome yeah, would be yeah. a good one. Um, yeah. the Astrodome, I think they, they played some games in there as well, but like, but, but the, but the play strip is a, a home arena for Penn. So I don't, mm-hmm. that, that one doesn't count. I'm talking like a, an arena that is nobody's home arena. Yeah, no in college basketball. No this is literally an anybody. actual civic center. This we, might be the most historic one. Like, I mean, this is crazy to think the, about that. If way. you go in a closet there, like, there's, like, a stove. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's right. a legitimate civic center. It's right by the post office and the, the, the one police, police station. station the, the fire station. Yeah. Like, everyone's around. And, yeah, it, it just has so much character and history. I think that's what it's, my it's, main takeaway is. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I had the same thought. I brought my Adam Morrison jersey. I put <laughs> yes. it on as I was. That, that is, Adam Morrison and, and Maui are one and the same to me. Like that, that if, you, I, if you can't see this right now, we're not on video. Mark Titus is pointing up to say that was a goaltend. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the Adam Morrison moment of the year. You, yeah, um, that I, I I'm, I'm the exact same way. Just all the the history. It's something that that we both have watched our entire lives, and to be there in the arena, and and not just to be there to to watch the Maui Invitational, but to get like a classic overtime game. This is like. Not to be weird and overly sentimental, but my God, I'm so soft on this podcast for some reason. Um, <laughs> We're back, baby. But like this is a this is a this. I feel like this is a game that some dipshit podcasters <laughs> 20 years from now that are taking our jobs, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, I remember watching Dayton and Kansas in the Maui Invitational in overtime. Like that was an awesome, you know, Obi Toppin. I had no idea who this guy was, and I watched him in the Maui Invitational. I became a huge fan of his, and mm-hmm. and then some kid's going to be wearing his jersey. 
and going to the to Matt to Lahaina Civic Center and shooting and like getting teary eyed like I was being Adam Morrison. And then I'm cool. gonna be sitting there yeah. like Bill Long was today, right. and some kid's gonna come to me yeah. and ask for a promo, yeah. and I'm gonna go. The circle of hey, life. Is it porn? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. What's the podcast? Just so do life back in the day. Um, what it was, so the event as a whole is yes. it, it, it really it's it magical. Lives, it really is. It, yes. it lives up to the billing. It's so so cool because you are in paradise. Um, and, and it, it's, it's absolutely awesome. The, the atmosphere at the gym is unlike anything you've ever seen. The atmosphere outside of the gym, Maui in and of itself is mm. like, Maui is my favorite place on earth. I've been a lot of places. I've not been to all of them mm-hmm. on earth, um, but I have been to a lot and Maui is by far my favorite. I love coming here all the time. I never, ever have once, uh, gone to the airport. I've never had the feeling of like, you know, like I had a good time, but I am kind of excited to get back home. Every single time mm-hmm. I leave here, I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I got to go back home. This place is amazing. And then you pair that with the atmosphere at the Lahaina Civic Center. It's an unbelievable event. If you ever have the chance to come to this, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, if it's within your means, even if it's not within your means, max out your credit cards. Find a way to get here. It is unbelievable. If your school plays in this thing, you must come to it. Or, or don't listen to my podcast ever again. That's or my, if your coach yeah. is Mick Cronin, maybe just yeah, stay yeah, just, you know? <laughs> I mean, It just you know, depends on who your coach is. It just kind of depends on the team. You know, you'll figure it out. I, the, the, that's kind of what I want to do, like, quickly. I just want to do, like, some rapid fire, just, like, yeah, takeaways. Straight th- thoughts. Yeah, yeah, just things that I saw here that I'm like, man, that's hilarious. Uh, first off, speaking of Mick Cronin, my man, we went to the coaches' banquet dinner. They line all the coaches up and, and sit them there, and they're all giving the same answer. Jay Billis is, you know, emceeing the event. He's asking everyone the questions. You know, he's making the jokes and everything. Mick Cronin's wearing sandals. Mm-hmm. And folks, I mean, it is Maui. I understand people, you know, wear open toe shoes. That's their life. You know, it's your prerogative. But not on stage with all their other coaches who are wearing. I don't you have know. a problem with it. You're you're on an island with this one. I, no pun I intended. was loving it. I was loving just the bravado of Mick Cronin. It's yeah. not about the sandals. It's about the fact that that's how Mick Cronin took this event. And then later on in the event, Tom Crean at one point uh, was like doing. Tom Crean is one of the greatest orators, and I think that's why yeah. a lot of people think he's a great co- coach. You know, <laughs> coach. You know what I mean? Because no, but really he he does. They, as they needed a buzzer beater to be shaman <laughs> in yeah. that seventh place. He's got like the number one pick. You know what I mean? It's he's like, the I, one pick it's like I'm not sure the X's and O's are adding up here, but. He does have the right the, message. The right? Crenaissance is <laughs> is dead, folks. It's not 27 <laughs> Cren, folks. It's done. Uh, he was given this long, like, you know, it's about buying in, all this sort of stuff. And Mark Pope, who was a BYU coach who we both love and adore, uh, he and Mick Cronin were like, you know, cracking. They, they, were, they were all just ribbing each other on stage. Yeah. And I think for me, that was one of my takeaways. It's like, it, it all gets very serious, you know, with this stuff, especially in commentary and all these things. But you realize these coaches are, you know, they're all just kind of like, you know, buddy, buddy, shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Make fun. like Bill Self made a joke that Mick Cronin didn't have any trophies. He only had yeah. ribbons. Yeah, <laughs> Mick Cronin's like about well, to fight him. No, Jay Billis asked him to go down the line and say the the worst chore you ever had to do as oh, yes. growing up. And Mick Cronin's answer was classic Mick Cronin. He mm-hmm. said, uh, "When I have to polish my trophies." And then it was who 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 was it that stepped up? Was it Self? You said yeah. Bill yeah, he Self. said both of them. Yeah, he yeah, said both he said. of them. Yeah. And then Mick Cronin said something snarky back. And then he said he said I don't think you have to do that for ribbons. Yeah. And then he yeah. said uh, he yeah. started and Mick Cronin was like yeah. <laughs> steam's coming out of Mick Cronin's <laughs> ears. <laughs> I think he threw a sandal at him. It was awesome. Bill Self dodged like George Bush with the shoe. Back I, in the day. I I uh, my opinions of the coaches. My, my opinions probably didn't change. It was just fun to like watch all the coaches. It made me behave. like a lot yeah. of these coaches have a lot more than I realized. But then at the same time. Like they would lose their first game, and, and then they would come into the press conference and, and look like they're suicidal because 
they lost they one were. game. Yeah, yeah. Tom Izzo absolutely was. And, yeah. and it's funny. I learned a lot about uh, sort of these teams and like the comfort level with the coaches. We had Mark Pope stand up uh, there and, you know, he was like, I got my team sitting out there. Uh, guys, what is one thing? Because the question was like, what is one thing your team needs to do to be successful this year? Right. Yeah. They're going down the line. Everyone's giving their candy. And Tom Green gave like a 40 minute monologue. <laughs> and uh, as much as Dwayne Wade yeah, and Victor yeah. He's like, we got to watch more tape of our great players that we've had at Georgia. They're like, Tom, they did not play at Georgia. He's like, anywhere <laughs> I am, that's where they played. Um, anyways, uh, Mark Pope stands up. He points at the BYU guys. And he's like, guys, what do we have to do to be good? They all stand up and they all respond in unison, rebound. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was cool. Know, it was cool. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, BYU, they know what they have to do. They're, they're buying in, you know, and, and you saw in Tom Izzo's face right there, like this kind of like he, he got like a little white because he's like, I could never that's have my, done that. Yeah. And then he, that's my and then he yeah. picks up the microphone and goes, I don't think I can get 15 of my guys to ever give the same answer yeah. to anything. And the, to me, that kind of showcased a little bit of like, the different the difference between like a, a top program like Michigan State that has the the pressure to be a national contender, a national champion, mm-hmm. and then a Mark Pope first year guy brings in Tulsa and is like building a culture with these guys, yeah. and it's just like a different experience. And it's and it's and it's not to say it's bad that it's different, but it's cool to see the variations of college yeah. basketball and how it's they great. work. It's great. Mark Pope was was a star for me. Uh, I knew nothing yes. about the guy before the My Invitational. Mm-hmm. I love him now. He's he's a really we're really going fun to Utah. guy. That's fun we interview. We are definitely going to Utah. We're mm-hmm. going to the Holy Land to uh, <laughs> to to interview Mark Pope. Go to some jazz games. Um, Let's frame it. We're going to go to the Holy Land to see the Pope. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to Utah. <laughs> yeah, and we're in Utah. Utah. Uh, no, I, I really really like Mark Pope. I like his like that's why I said BYU. They play so well together. I'm I'm about to do a lot of stereotypical stuff because it's a team full of white guys right now with the only child suspended. Um, but yeah, they are gritty. They are they do play well mm-hmm. together. They they move the ball. They all all the stuff that that you would say about a team that looks like them um, applies and, and they are really, really fun to watch and they're well coached. And uh, uh, I really like Mark Pope. He's, he's a fun, he, he gets up there in the press conferences. He's, he's always a fun interview. And um, yeah, I came away very impressed with him. Very impressed with Anthony Grant, obviously. Yes. Uh, we should we haven't even mentioned Mike Young. We should mm-hmm. probably give some shine to Virginia Tech for for what they did to Michigan State. Um, it's funny how much you 14th get fourteenth in the ACC and they knock off the preseason number one team in the country. And you got you know Landers and Landers Nolly and uh, Wabisabidi, who we had on our show. I mean, those two guys in the backcourt, they look like guys that are going to be all ACC type yeah. players. Uh, and that was nothing that anyone was talking about. And they both decided to come back to Virginia Tech and, and stick it with this team, which was great to see. And I think what I'm learning as we're kind of rolling through all this stuff is how much has happened since we've been in Maui. Yeah. And I think, you know, even the Michigan State Virginia Tech game, when it happened in the moment, I almost was going to tell you we have to go do a podcast because yeah. this is such a big game. Right. And now that is like an afterthought to yeah. the Dayton Kansas game that right. became, you know, the star of the show, basically. Yeah. And I think that and to me says something about Yeah, yeah. And yeah. none of it, and if we're being honest, <laughs> nothing that happened to Maui actually matters because Duke lost to State and I lost to <laughs> <laughs> on a buzzer beat at home. On a buzzer beat. Can we play it? Can we, we have to play the call. I, I love this call. Loose. Kensville's got it. They've got a timeout. They don't use it. Bain. Yes. The Lumberjacks have done it. Oh, Tate, it's good to be back, oh, isn't yeah. it? It's good to be back. It, this has to be. Is this God's plan 2.0? Is like God's plan last year was Virginia wins the title. God's plan now is that when we bring the podcast back, as soon as we bring the podcast back, Duke loses. And Cameron, 
to Stephen F. Austin. On a Jack White chase down block attempt against Stephen F. Austin. I mean, Which Jack, in overtime, right? We were in overtime. It was an overtime, yeah. And we should say, like, we, you know, for people that want to want to get me to go into this game and break down why Duke lost, we didn't I, watch I it. didn't watch it. Like, I don't I, I tried. The, the extent of my knowledge of this game was the final play and the clusterfuck that Coach K put on the board for, the, for, <laughs> yeah. for Duke's final play. Which, to be fair, so... To be fair to to Duke, a lot of people I saw a lot of tweets about like how Duke, how sloppy Duke was, how they mm. they whatever. I didn't watch again. We didn't watch a second of the game. Other we than only the saw in the media room when the moment happened. They had the game. They they threw up to yeah. the game and the media room. Everyone just started cheering, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious because like you know what it is in the media. Like no one cheers. And, uh, you know you can't do that. That's a very frowned upon. You know. Uh, and Duke loses to Stephen F. Austin and everyone in there. Like you know it's like Georgia yeah. guys are in the back. BYU, everyone's like yeah. <laughs> So oh, good. So we, we didn't see any of this, but uh, I saw a lot of people like ripping on Duke players for like, like Trey Jones, especially seemed yes. to be a skate. I didn't, again, I don't know how poorly he played, but it seems like he played pretty, pretty poorly. Again, um, they lost to Stephen F. Austin, so right. I would guess so. I'm guessing he played pretty poorly, but to be fair to Duke's guys, it, after looking at the play that coach K drew up, it feels like they did exactly what he drew <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like it was like basically just like you guys all jump on top of each other in the lane. Uh, someone fall down, let that guy pick the ball Jack, up and go down and win this game. So Jack I can White, start holding my instead shoulder of, and, instead of getting back on defense. Jack, run into the paint <laughs> to give them a breakaway layup and then try to block it at the buzzer. And oh my god, what a way to lose! What a and they were number one. I think this is perfect. I, I have a conspiracy that Bill Self purposely lost to Duke so Duke could get the number one ranking. Because if Duke is ranked third mm-hmm. in this game to Stephen F. Austin, mm-hmm. it's Three percent less funny than it is that they were number one in the country at all. And now every single time that Cameron Indoor, when they when they cut to the graphics, like last time Duke was a number one seed and lost at home was yeah, and it used yeah. to be like nineteen ninety one. Well, I don't even remember. Dude, what last it was. time they lost to a mid major was like eighty three or yeah, something yeah, like it was, that. It was yeah. like but, 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 but Vic Boobus had just left. You know what I mean? <laughs> John, Johnny Dawkins was still mulling over. Did you going say to Vic Boobless? <laughs> Boobus. <laughs> Boobus. That's right. That's right. Say, Boobus. Yeah. Boobus. I was about to say I could spell his name upside down on a calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be easy. Uh, yeah, poor Duke. I don't really know what the takeaway is other than the fact that uh, Coach K and Duke, a year ago at this time, it felt like they were at the top of the mountain, right? I mean, they had Zion. Like, they just had this incredible run. They've had RJ, they had RJ and Zion, right? I mean, this is – and Cam Reddish. Like, they, they three were, top ten yeah, picks in they, Maui. In Maui. The Maui they, were, they, were, they were blowing Dayton, out Kentucky. They were Dayton last year where yes. they lost they to Gonzaga. <laughs> Uh, that's how you know Duke's out. Coach K just said he's not coaching the rest of the year because Mark Titus compared them to Dayton this year. Dude, they they lost to Maui, but then everyone was talking about it. Was the point I was going to make? But yeah, it did, it did come out funny. It was like even though they lost last year in Maui to Gonzaga, <laughs> it was still like, oh my god, what about Zion and yeah, and, the Hatchmere game? Yeah. You know, it was, a, it was yeah. this whole moment. But still, we were all talking about the fact that <laughs> the only thing, the lasting image I have in my mind before we we get out of here because I can't talk about this game much more because I'm laughing too hard. I just think about last year in Cameron Indoor Zion chase down blocks and then I just see the lasting <laughs> image of Jack White 41 with White on the back his slow his last name his, is White with Stephen F. Austin laying it in to win in Cameron and I have to say to myself if you'd show me that picture last year when I was going through depression and all this other stuff because of how great Duke was 
I would be ecstatic. So uh, I'm very happy to be here uh, and see this day happen. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what Duke does from you know with this team now. I think they'll still well, be. They fine. cancel the season. Yeah, That's what yeah. they did. Coach <laughs> K, pulling 95. Go saw, down. I saw a clip. Uh, I, I lied. I saw two clips because I I just saw this right before we started recording. Who's the uh, replacement coach for Coach K right now? Because he's always got a John guy. Shire. It's okay. got to be Shire. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm saying Shire. Um, <laughs> he's always <laughs> he's got a Pete Gaudet that uh. Yeah. uh, uh I think they say Pete Gadet in the South. Gadet? Yeah, yeah, they just go, they just cut it out of the They're like, I don't know how to pronounce he, AU. He was at Ohio State for a little while. But he you was, know he what was, AU means in the South, boy? <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> He uh he 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 actually worked at Ohio State for a little while with the women's team, and mm. I remember talking to him about the Duke experience, and he just shook. If, I felt like he just shook his head. If I remember right, he just shook his head a bunch. It was like, well, you know that his career uh, coaching record is like seven and twenty one or something like that because Coach K oh, really? put all the losses like from yeah, that yeah, season yeah. on his record, but he but... kept the wins. <laughs> he kept all the wins. <laughs> the wins are mine. <laughs> the losses are yours. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> That'd be awesome if they brought Gaudet back and let him uh that would let be him great. coach the team now. That would be great. I think we're getting closer and closer to who we both know is gonna come back to Duke and ride the ship, and that is our boy in Pittsburgh, uh yeah. Mr. Cable yeah. himself. He's just waiting, he's biding his time. And uh I think that says something about Duke right um, now. I, I want to shout out the uh, the kid uh, that hit the game winner, Bane. It was his name, yeah. right? For yeah. Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. That apparently his family like lost their house and and I don't know what else. Uh, oh wow, I did not know this. He's this. from. I'm I'm butchering this. I'm I'm sorry well, for butchering just give this. Just the shout out in the sense. But, of, no, yeah. like he he was he was affected by a hurricane and his family. Lost, okay. And, and the point of bringing it up is that I saw people start like a GoFundMe to raise money for um Amazing. his family for the hurricane. Amazing. Thing. They raised like sixty grand last I checked this morning, uh, uh, just in the snap of a finger. And I just want to say, like, it's it's just so so cool how the NCAA is going to step in and make this kid ineligible for the rest of his life. That's that's awesome. That's uh, I think that's just a heartwarming story of a kid. Uh, Jay Billis, so you listening? <laughs> Get on top of it. It'd be funny if Jay Billis did not defend this kid because he yeah. did it to Duke. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's he too did, close. Yeah, he's like, he, I don't know, I don't, I, <laughs> rules are rules. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. Good luck. <laughs> uh, quickly, message for the haters. Let's get out of here. <laughs> no, that's uh, man, that's uh, uh, that's that's great. That's a that's a great story. I hope that the NCAA stays away. And speaking of the NCAA, Bill Self, um, he's done it again, guys. He's gotten he away did. with it. And uh, the- he he even made a joke about the NCAA, and he said he was going to report people on the stage when they were talking about you know these old stories they were bringing up because Izzo and Crean Crean, like I said, forty minute monologue. He told about fifteen stories about like Crean- playing against Vince Carter and all this stuff. Crean I mean, very badly. We sat next to the coaches to go back i just want to make this one point we, we sat next to the coaches at that thing uh they were at a table right next to us and and self and Izzo were owning the table and they mm-hmm. were the guys they they just had the aura about them they sit down jay jay billis even brings it up like we have two hall of fame coaches here mm-hmm. they puff their chests out through they're the men. Yeah, Tom Green took a Green badly wants to be in mm-hmm. that group. He's mm-hmm. like, guys, what? Like, like if, if they had the cool kids table and the not cool kids table, it'd be Self and Izzo on their own, and Tom Green would be standing there with his lunch tray. Like, you got room for one more, guys? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, no, Tom, go sit over there. <laughs> Get out of here. That was the dynamic at play. Um, all right, any other thoughts before we go? My only other thought is that uh, I find it very hilarious that in the world of Star Wars, and I, I'm not, I don't know how this is all coming up in my mind, but, you know, basically it's December, <laughs> which is like Star Wars season, and I've seen all these trailers. I don't care about it, like, you know, about this, the movie. I'll go see it, Great you know? point that you're uh, making here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, we restarted this podcast, and we're okay. now claiming this to be, you know, the start of the college basketball season. We started with episode one. Now, oh, we're on, okay. now we're on episode two, and we got OBs involved. You know, very you know. Oh, it's a very, okay. you know so, okay. so use all that money that you're going to spend over there with those billions of dollars and invest in this podcast because Give we will us. get Give us Bill the- Self on this podcast. We will get 
Bill Walton on this boat. I'm Drop not, not going to promise us. this stuff, but maybe yeah. if you take that Star maybe, Wars attention and put it over here. Listen, we're like recruits, you know, like just because you dropped the bag for us doesn't mean we're going to sign with you because there might be a bigger bag somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's like just because you support us doesn't mean we're going to give you what you want, mm-hmm. um, but we would like for you to give us money anyway. So please do that. So please do um, that. My my final thought, uh, Stephen Izzo, Tom's uh, Tom's son, got a trillion today in Maui. He was very very excited about yes. it. I want to give him a shout out. Um, that was that was cool. We got we got a. Uh, I don't know if we have to have him on the pod. Maybe we don't have him on the pod. We just use him as a as Let's a, just as get a the source. Ins- yeah, get the intel. Gives, give us the scoop. We can't. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we should cut all of this. And not, <laughs> not, not let people know. Not let people know that uh, we're going to use Steven Izzo. Yeah, a, it's like we're like, man, Tom Izzo really doesn't like his team right now. You know, it's like we're getting the Report information. Sources out of East Lansing are saying that it's over. That Tom is that Tom Izzo at dinner last night was <laughs> was talking about his haters. Yeah. yeah, he just kept bringing it up. Um, can we right, can we do some yeah. cleanup duty just on the podcast? To let okay. people know because I think a lot of people think that we're still like doing some sort of like branded like four just show. Mad, like, this is it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, like, like, We'll be done. No. We are not done. We will be doing podcasts. I think for right now, we're going to tentatively say, and you can disagree. I think Tuesdays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Fridays, we'll be stick, putting stick with what we used Tuesday, to do. Yeah. Tuesdays and Fridays, we'll be putting in a podcast. We'll be talking about all things college basketball, all things whatever is going on. While, while we're doing cleanup duty, I also want to take some time and talk about uh, how and why we left the ringer. Um, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I don't, because of shit. You just know because that someone right now on Reddit, yeah. as soon as you start saying that, they're like, uh, arrow six time, mark. Time stamp, Titus yeah. goes in. Titus mentioned it. He mentioned us. <laughs> He reads this Reddit, guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, cleanup duty is live show Tuesday, December 3rd. Ohio State, one of the best teams in the country that I've seen in the Big this Ten. This game is going to be insane. This North is Carolina be... did not play that well against Alabama today, but they seem like they're figuring out. Good to have Brandon Robinson we're gonna back. Do, so, yeah, on Tuesday, we're going to do a pre... We're, we're both going to be in uh, Durham, in North Durham for the show. Yes. But we're also going to release a podcast that morning. Yes. Um, we're going to do a pod that morning and release that uh, kind of preview in that game. Um it's going to be a great game. I don't think North Carolina. I'm not even just saying this because I'm biased or and I want Ohio State to win. I don't think North Carolina is that good so far. I think Cole Anthony no. might be the best player in the country, but otherwise, you agree with me. Actually, I, I don't think you guys are that great, but Cole Anthony is just so goddamn good that it, he he makes up for. I think else. at the end of the day, the best case scenario for this North Carolina team is to hope that Cole Anthony can transcend the struggles. You know what yeah. I mean? Where even if they lost the game, Cole Anthony has 38 points, 12 assists, and like is incredible. I'm you feeling, know? I, I thought uh, a couple weeks Great ago. Great pick and roll player. A couple weeks ago, I thought, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, I would have thought Ohio State was going to win this. But now I have my doubts. It feels like it's going to be like the uh, the 06 game. Where mm-hmm. where Hansborough played, Odin didn't play in it, but he was mm-hmm. on the team. He, he was he was hurt at the time. We're gonna uh, play some clips we were, from that game we at the were, live show. We were beating you guys. I was at that game. Yeah, I was. As you well. were at that game. We <laughs> had no idea that we would yeah. even know each other in the future, yeah. but we were both in the building. Fate brought us together since then. Um, we were like beating you guys all game. It was, but it was kind of close. But we mm-hmm. were kind of like up like th- five. It felt like all game, and then and this is we post Carolina title. Yeah. This is like Tyler Hansbrough's freshman year. This is kind of yeah. no one really knew what this team would look like because you know those are Matt yeah. Darty's guys that had just won the title with Roy. We didn't know who Roy was going to bring in to be his yeah. quote unquote guys. And then the first guy he rolls out is a guy named Tyler Hansbrough from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Yep. And we were like, who the hell is this guy carrying an Escalade up the street? <laughs> That's what I turns I th- out he's psycho T. I think this I think this is I think that's what's gonna happen again this year. I think Ohio State's gonna come away and play like come away from the game being like, man, we played really well, we had it and we lost it, and and North Carolina's gonna actually win, but I'm gonna feel good about the team well, forward. So we'll see. I don't we call know. that the Dayton. That's pretty yeah, much that's what we Dayton. learned at the yeah. Maui Invitational. It's like Dayton's gonna come um, away great. Kansas won. Congratulations to the Jays. I can't thank the people of the Maui Invitational enough yes. for bringing us back together. Uh in all honesty, we you and I we 
probably would have figured out a way to do a podcast, but the impetus behind starting this was the Valley Invitational people approached us and you and I looked at each other. We said, if we're going to be there already, let's like, let's just start the podcast again. Like what, you know, will Ellen allow you to do a podcast on the side? <laughs> you said, I'll run it by her. Um, and you she didn't. never answered. She, so, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask permission. <laughs> I just ask. So uh, if it wasn't for the fine people in the Mount Invitational, we would not be doing this. And uh, I, I thank them for for letting us experience this because this is a bucket list thing. Um, and, and I'm so, so pumped that I got to be here. And and that's that. So it's yeah. a beautiful thing. We were very privileged and happy to be here. We We enjoyed the whole experience. And we should say this. 2020 Maui Invitational, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, the Indiana Hoosiers. We'll both, we'll be, both here. be here. You and I. The will Davidson both be Wildcats here. will also be here. Yeah. Another school I love. Shaka Smart will be here. Shaka Smart will be here. Maybe he'll Providence have will be another here. Sweet Six. the second Sweet Sixteen appearance of his Bill career. Bill and UNLV will be here. <laughs> Rick Patino <laughs> and UNLV. You mean? <laughs> Can you imagine if Patino oh, is UNLV's coach? That's what I'm saying. Mount, oh 20, my God. 2020. We're very that's excited about that. Yeah, that's, that, that's, 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 that's <laughs> going to be great. That is that is the devil. The devil is going to be in the details <laughs> when Rick Patino is here coaching against Roy Williams. That's going to be great. So we're we're locked in for that 2020. Um, we hope to be back fully, just like what we did this year. We're very excited about the podcast, and uh, I'm just happy to be back. Yeah, thank you, Maui. Thank you, everybody. Thank thank you to all you guys listening. Uh, thank, thank you, to, friends thank of you the to everyone that subscribed. Like when we when we said we we're going to do this. Um, and we decided we we're gonna roll this out, and, and we didn't and know. See. We thought that people may just be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, we're, we thought people cool. would be over it. We and we're not even saying that to, to come across as humble and modest and all that because we, no. we we genuinely did not know if people would give that much of a shit because a lot of it's like there there are obviously a lot of people on Twitter that were like bring the podcast back, but we didn't know if it was just like fake talk. You know, it's easy, it's easy to send a tweet. It's a lot harder to like actually listen to a show and yeah. like actually be invested in everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just blown away at the response and, and how, how many people are, are into this. And um, it, I don't know. It's, it's really, really cool. And, and I do not take that for granted. So I can't thank you guys enough. Please continue to spread the word that we are, we are going to be doing this all year. Give us likes, subscribe, review, retweet, however the however the hell the, the all those works. things. And we should point out right now if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and, and you don't like Apple Podcasts, we got Google Play, Google Podcasts yeah. just added our podcast, Spotify, it's there. We're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, we are everywhere but Podbean. And I'm trying to if anyone yeah. works at Podbean, please yeah. just get a, get back to me. Podbean, figure it uh, out. Come on, Podbean, figure it out. <laughs> uh, but everywhere else, uh, it should be available. If not, you can tweet at me and I'll try to figure it out. So it, it's a very much an operation where you and I are doing this uh, because. Because we love it, and for we the appreci- love the game. We don't do it for the we, we don't do it for the money over the table. We do we it for you. the for you dropping the bag discreetly. That's that's yes. uh, yes. that's how we do it. Uh, with that, we uh, we're also going to be doing a lot of different stuff um, with, with this podcast because um, I don't know. We just had some fun ideas, and and now we can't get fired because we don't have jobs. So <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just gonna roll the dice and see what sticks, and like like walk up to Bill Walton, stick a microphone in his face, and be like, Bill, say this, and and ask Bill self. Do you have a message for the haters? We're gonna to try to do more shit like that just because we're 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 having fun with it all. Why? And, and because we it's hope God's you are plan. Too. Yeah, God's plan, baby. Um, thank you guys for listening. We will be back on Tuesday. We will be doing a podcast in Durham. Uh, boots on the ground there. Are we, boots on the ground. Should, should we get there earlier and like go see the scene? Go see the uh, the carnage at Cameron Indoor. See the. I mean, the last time <laughs> the scene I, of the crime. <laughs> the last time I was at Cameron Indoor, they had so when they practiced, they put the black curtains up. I've told the story on the yeah. old version of our podcast, but they put the black curtains up. I put a camera through the curtains and I was filming their practice to see if Rashid Suleiman was practicing. This when he's supposed <laughs> oh, to be suspended, right. yeah, and yeah. he was practicing. And then they took my footage <laughs> <laughs> and they broke my SD card. So uh, if we could go back to uh, Cameron Indoor, that would be great because. Uh, 
because I would like to uh, relive that whole moment. So can let's we, do that. Can, oh, God. And they'll be out of town, too, so it'll be perfect. They will be. Yeah, yeah. let's just, let's just oh, go wow. back. Let's, Never mind. I'm definitely taking this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.